Welcome to Dadding It Podcast, where each week we meet a dad who discusses the reality of dadding it. Hello, welcome back to the Dadding It Podcast. It's been a while, but I thought it was time to celebrate that Father's Day. It's a Father's Day special, and I got seven dads together to have a conversation all at the same time via Zoom. And we shared our stories and tips for lockdown and, of course, some new dad jokes. It was really great to sit with these guys. There were some awesome anecdotes shared. Um, A real reminder that lockdown is is hard, but there's been so many positives that have come out of it, uh, especially being a dad. So I would like you to enjoy the episode with Russ, Aidan, Andrew, Denny, Pez, Jared, and Pip. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Um, just uh, got some dads together to share some stories tonight. So um, anyone want to kick off? Yeah, I'll kick it off, eh? I'm uh, Pip. I've got a, what, a almost two and an almost four-year-old. Little tackers running around. So enjoying uh, lockdown. It's nice to be close to the beach. Got uh, a cheeky dad joke. Is the... Um, what did the ocean say to the beach? Nothing. It just waved. And uh, my tip for lockdown is probably um, happy wife, happy life. Look after your partner and then um, hopefully uh, you look after everyone. So, yeah, that's about all I got for the minute. <laughs> uh, great advice there, Pip. Very oh, good. I'm going to take my myself in as next because I've unmuted. Um uh, my name's Russell, and that leads into one of the first part of my two dad jokes, which really annoy my family. Um, first one is, what do you call a man rolling around in a pile of leaves? Russell, huh? yeah, got it? Yeah, got it. Got it. And being uh, Monday Sports Group, or some of us, you've heard this one before too, we play a bit of tennis, but I actually can't play tennis without my wife. Because I need a net. Obviously, my wife got a net. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, lockdown's been really interesting. I think one of the really positives about lockdown was having some special special insight into your children's learning. I've got a girl who's seven and one who's nine. Uh, they're an interesting age. Over the 18 months, they've developed a lot of independence. They've had to learn about all this IT because we're a bit slow with our IT. Like Pip, down on the beach, we like them outside and and getting organic and dirty. But, um, yeah, one of the positives from lockdown is we're kind of forced into the IT world, and that's turned out pretty good. Um, And that leads me to probably our biggest tip for lockdown was with all the structure at school, what's really worked for us is that unstructured play at the end of learning or on those really bad days when learning was terrible, whack the kids down the beach and let's look for practice. And that's still learning, but it just broke that pattern. Yeah, I'd agree agree with that. Like um, one one of the big things for me, seeing my son um, learning at home, um, like the big, one of the big eye openers has been just realizing how resilient the kids are. When everything that I've seen, um, you know, what my particular industry is just kind of melted with the with the crisis, and a lot of people have been doing it really hard. Um, and but at the same time, the kids have been doing it incredibly hard as well. But they've just taken it in their stride so much more than um, 
I see a lot of other people doing it. I'm just super impressed that, um, you know, one of my sons is seven years old and he seems to like jump out of bed still with a skip and step every morning and jump on school and get it done and then go and play with the dog. And I'm just like, mate, you are doing this solid, man. You're doing it like a rock star. He never complains about it at all. It's, it's ridiculous um, compared to the rest of the world, just, which seems like a con- consistent diatribe of, um, of complaining or, you know, ideas or like, you know, anger. <laughs> vented one way or the other um you know he's still happy to like go and throw a ball against the wall in the backyard and he's he seems to be fine so that's a, that's been a big learning thing for me definitely as well well i'll go up next uh jared i'll jump in front of you before you introduce yourself but uh my go name's Denny. i've got three kids my kids are a little bit older they're sort of 18 to 21 so we're sort of in a slightly different phase of life um i'll give you a dad joke first which i heard this morning uh on the tv um what did the cheese say to himself while looking in the mirror yep correct hello me oh that's pretty bad um some tips jesus for- that was terrible <laughs> and I told you, I told you I'd win the, the worst joke competition. So I reckon I'm front running at the moment. Um, so I challenge anybody to beat me. Um, I, I, my tips are similar to, to what you, this whole enjoyment thing from, from us. Um, at, we had a kid last year who was doing VCE. It was a really tough year for him because probably the best year of your schooling life, he was locked up at home with mum and dad, which wasn't ideal. And he, he struggled. Um, and my other kid did his first year of uni and he did not, sorry, he had one contact day before he went into a virtual lockdown. So all the fun of uni was sort of taken out of it as well. So I think the thing that we got out of it was um, that stuff will look after itself. We had to really make it an enjoyable place to be around. So we try to do different things. We try to play, well, we played cards. We play like a pool table that a friend gave us. I brought out a dart set. So we started playing darts as a family, you know, and because they're a bit older, we can have a drink together. So not that we've turned them into alcoholics, but um, it's actually, it was, it's been, a, for us, it's not a bad, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Pip just had a drink just then, so you're lucky dog. Um, we, um, so we, we tried to keep things um, different, so something new to do as, as often as we can to interact. And we've probably connected better in the past eight months than we've had previously, because they had to get out of their room because they'd been in there all day. So they hung out with us. So just doing something different, trying to put yourself out there. We had a, we had a pub night one night. So um, it was the first weekend of the finals here in Melbourne. And I brought, we had, we got three TVs somewhere in the house. So we all brought them down. We had the Olympics on one, the footy on the other and the horse racing on the other. Not that anybody follows the horse racing, but it's just, it felt like we're at a pub and, we had chicken wings and wedges. So it was just different. So it was, um, it was sort of entertaining and enjoyable. So I think from my, my tip would be just to try to keep yourself out of the rut, keep doing something different as much as you can. Yeah, I'll just jump in on that uh, dinner. It's great advice. My name's Andrew. I'm a father of, of two girls, a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And, um, you know, everything, what, everyone said so far I've definitely resonated with and at times our seven-year-olds found lockdown quite challenging at times and I think it's probably forced me to make more of an effort um, and it's probably a tip 
uh, for dads is, you know, often I'd come home when we weren't on lockdown, I'd come home from work and you'd be exhausted and you sort of sit on the couch and you sort of nod and go, oh yeah, but you weren't really present, I guess, because, you, you know, you've got a million and one things going in your mind with work and, you know, you're thinking about tomorrow and next week and you'd be home, but you weren't really probably as present as you could be. And I think seeing, um, seeing particularly our oldest just, a little bit of her up and down with this lockdown and feeling a little isolated and not being able to go to friends and more recently not even being able to go to the, the, the playground. It's forced me to um, be much more present at home and, and really make an effort in the evenings to just roll around on the ground with them and go for a walk and, you know, build, you know, bloody cubbies under the bed and all those little things that they need that they sort of need that little bit of a pep up um as well and i think you know as much as as it's been challenging for uh you know this lockdown and and at times frustrating i think it's definitely helped me to be much more present with the kids here at home and probably much more present with my wife as well because it was the same with her i'd be home and she'd be having a conversation i'd get to the end think shit i don't know what half of what you said because you're you're thinking about everything else you're just sort of nodding agreeing going yeah yep yep um so i've definitely been much more present with the kids and, and much more present for the for my wife as well, which, you know, pretty important. Um, probably just to finish off there, I've got a, a dad joke there. Um, can one bird make a pun? No, but two can. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Uh, right, I'll, ju- I'll jump into that one then. Um, Jared, two, uh, two little dudes, one uh, seven and one one and a half. Um, so big changes, uh, big for, for them. The one and a half year olds obviously lived the majority of his life in lockdown. So um, that's kind of the only world that he really knows. He's been definitely been locked down longer than he has been out, not locked down. So that's been an interesting experience in itself, I guess. And um, if anything, the the seven year olds had, you know, the slight issues with um, being away from his mates or not having any. Um, Clarity on the future, I guess, is a big one because he constantly asks, like, you know, can we go and see his grandparents who live interstate or can we do, um, you know, can we go on a holiday on a plane one day? And um, when you don't have any answers for kids, sometimes they kind of don't understand why you don't. They just assume that you always have something to, to be able to answer them, um, either in the positive or the negative at some point. Um, whereas my other little dude um, is, is kind of the opposite. He's, um, he has a lot of trouble, I guess, being around uh, outside in, in bigger social environments because he just hasn't have to do it. So when we um, try and take him to a restaurant or a cafe, he kind of wigs out a little bit and he's uncomfortable and he, you know, he doesn't know how to sit still or behave around other people because he's just never had to do it. Um, so a couple of like interesting little, little tidbits, I guess there um, that we've had to, had to deal with. Um, but I guess my advice or my, my stories, I guess, is, is, is in a similar vein. Like um, I've really enjoyed just um, building forts and, and doing all those kind of fun, stupid games as well. And um, I guess what I've really appreciated also is um, having longer and more in-depth conversations with my, with my son. Whereas, like you say, we're all busy and we've all got jobs and, you know, we don't, get to spend a lot of time doing that but um you know just learning that he's pretty funny and he's got his own little personality and he's got little jokes um and you know other little quirks about him that are kind of interesting that I just didn't really realize I guess as 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 much in depth um has has been super super good to learn and like um and the same um being able to be home a little bit more with my my little one and see 
more and more and, and help him grow. And, you know, he's, he's had more words and he's, you know, he's uh, just moved into a bed, which is a bit of a nightmare because now he gets up every 30 minutes and he's fallen out of it and busted his nose open and a bunch of other fun stuff. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it has been an interesting thing. So if, any advice, I guess I, I'd stick with a lot of you guys and um, the playful side of things is uh, something to be embraced. Um, and my dad joke, um, we were watching the, one of the Batmans the other day and I heard this one, I said it to my son, he didn't get it, but my wife thought it was very mildly amusing. Uh, so what do you call a pile of hay in a church? A Christian bale. <laughs> and that's all I got. Cheers, lads. <laughs> I, um, I might jump in now on, uh, on that good joke. Um, we, um, I've got two children. I've got a, a five-year-old boy and a two-year-old girl. Um, and we've been doing joke night with dinner a few nights a week. Um, and the joke I'm about to share got a laugh once. So it, I don't know if it was good or it was just a, a sympathy laugh. But um, what, what time is it when you see an elephant sitting on your fence? Time to get a new fence. So my, my two-year-old laughed at that. I don't think she got it, but um, I appreciated it anyway. Um, similar to a lot of the other kind of comments, um, my tips to getting through lockdowns just been getting outdoors, playing with the kids outside. It's amazing, especially the last couple of days when we've had some sun, just uh, you know, playing in the backyard or going down to the going for a walk. Um, it really lifts their spirits. Um, I've played that much soccer with my five-year-old boy over the last few weeks, um, and it's amazing to see the improvement. But it just, because that's what they were doing at school, um, it just kind of keeps them busy, occupied. Um, plus, it's amazing the benefit it does for me getting away from my computer for, you know, half an hour in my lunch break and um, kicking a ball around. So, yeah, that's, um, that's my tip. I mean, it's, pretty, it's pretty important that, you know, you talk about taking half an hour away from work. I think that's another tip, I suppose, for everybody. You need to take some time away for yourself as well. So you need to be happy and good with yourself to be able to be good, a good dad. Um, so taking that time, um, it's two things. You play with your kid, but also you get away from work and you actually have a, a recharge. Yeah, I would, I'd agree with that. I remember when we first went into, into lockdown, a lot of people at my work were kind of too scared to leave their computer during, you know, eight till five in case someone... Um, you know, emailed you or tried to call you, um, you'd feel guilty for not being at your desk. But now that we're um, seasoned experts at it, I um, yeah, I, I try to structure my day around getting out with kids a couple of times a day for even if it's 15, 20 minutes and um, take meetings uh, on my phone, going for a walk, sitting out on the deck, just getting away. So my office is in my bedroom, so it gets pretty depressing, you know, after a while. Um, so it's good to get out. And we live in such a nice place down here at Phillip Island that it can lift your spirits. It's I, um, interesting. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Ross. I was just saying it's interesting, Aidan, now we're seasoned experts listening to everybody talk and, and I'm thinking about, you know, how we manage the kids. I think over the last 18 months, 
I've managed to be able to read the kids a lot better and be able to manage the play or pick activities that you know will work. So I really struggled the first at the start because you had all these big, let's go and do this. It doesn't work. We have become really seasoned. I think that's a good point, seasoning. What's I might jump on what you were saying there, Aiden, about that, um, I guess, that nighttime dinner ritual that you had with, you know, telling a joke. And we started doing something similar with, with our girls. And as I mentioned earlier on at times, Miller would get a little bit frustrated with lockdown and, and just to help change her mindset. Said to her, like, every time we have dinner, I want you to name three things of the day that you're proud of or that you liked or there was a highlight. And she was like, oh. The first, second, third, fourth night was it was a bit, you know, sort of really had to drag it out of her and prompt her. And like the sort of the fifth or sixth night, she was just going, Oh, Dad, I've got three highlights for today. It's, oh, great. Yeah. And I was, she was prompting me and reminding me to do it. And then, um, and our three year old is obviously picking up on it. Um, you know, Miller went through and named her three things and said, Oh, well done. And then our three year old went, And me. Oh, okay. What did you like about today? She goes, Oh, I went to the toilet. Um, <laughs> it was just sat on the potty. It's just, you know, little things like that. And it, it has become a bit more of a, of a ritual. And it, it just brought a lightness to the evening. And I think it just helped to change everyone's mindset, you know, whatever the frustrations were during the day. Um, and I think, yeah, probably just another tip, just to find those opportunities to, I don't know, find the, find the silver lining in the day or find the highlight from the day. And I think, you know, it's, we have to sort of, we have to model that a little bit as, as well, I guess. Mm. Uh, I'm going to jump in there, Andrew. I, th- I totally agree. I think... Lightness is one of the biggest things we can give the family at, the, at this point and throughout the lockdown. And I think, I guess a tip I would give dads out there and families is something that we did in the first lockdown, which, you know, we were going stir crazy. And we were like one night, right, we're, we're going out for dinner. So Sarah and I had planned this whole drama, basically, which <laughs> we took pretty far. We got we got the kids dressed up in shirt and ties. They dressed up in my shirt and ties and all smart. And we were like, yeah, we're going out for a proper Italian dinner. Like we made our big deal and um, got them dressed, ushered them out of the car. And they were all really excited. We got them in the car and we, we literally drove around our local streets <laughs> and pulled back up at our house and then pretended it was a re- an Italian restaurant. I had Italian cheesy Italian music playing as they came in and I played waiter and you know like Sarah and I got to the end of the night we were like that was, that was a fun night and um it just yeah then turned into this silly game but um I was just I, I had one of those moments then when I was like I, I, I used to have these early on in my dad days where I think God, if, if my mates could see me now and mm. this was probably before most of my mates now are dads but this was probably yeah. before um when a lot of my mates did, didn't have kids. And I was just thinking, oh God, this, what are we doing? We've literally just driven around the block, dressed up in shirt and tie, like all, you know, just ridiculousness. But I, I just think that lightheartedness is, is really important just to break that groundhog day. You hear that word a lot mm. in lockdown for a lot of families. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I'm totally up for that, man. And I agree. We've done a bunch of, not, not the exact same thing, but like, you know, stupid little games of like, you know, making a, a shop out of boxes or I think we were talking about last time we made like a, a wrestling ring and an entrance ramp out to the trampoline in the backyard and had a wrestling match with music and, and fire, like, you know, sparklers in like, you know, the whole, the whole bits and pieces like that. But, um, but that's the shit that the kids are actually going to remember from this. So that's what I really sincerely hope. They're not going to remember the, 
the drudgery and the the um the negativity my hope is that they uh, you know my kids and your kids remember the the italian the italian dinners and the wrestling rings rather and you know and the forts and the joke nights rather than the the worry and the and the boringness because so that that's what makes it all worth it eh? like um that that's hopefully what they're going to take out of it in a couple of years time it takes a bit of effort though doesn't it like you've oh got yeah to- <laughs> oh, no, yeah it doesn't happen so but that's part of it you just gotta you, it's too easy to go into that groundhog day mentality mm. and oh it's too hard i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow mm. because i don't know about you guys but every day seems the same to me because mm. there's no anchors during the week so i don't know whether it's tuesday wednesday or thursday but um so i get into that groundhog day but you've got to make the effort to try and do something different it's mm. really important mm. Um, and it's super important. It's in, all this stuff is important for me as well because I'm still going into work. I work in hospitality, um, and I, you know, a, a daily thing in my life, even though I'm only doing a couple of days a week, and because I'm in management, is trying to deal with my staff that I haven't been working. A lot of them don't have enough money to pay rent, but I have to put together food packages to get for people. And some people, and we've had some real horrible stuff, and we've lost some people, um, and it's it's pretty full on. But I know that I can. So it's just as important for me to be able to come home. And uh, and be able to do all that fun and silly stuff because it just takes takes your mind off the off the the enormity of the what's going on in the world as well when you're just doing ridiculous stuff and playing games and telling jokes and and you know doing all that kind of stuff. So I think it's it's as good for you as a as a as an adult or you know somebody in a in a position of responsibility as is for the kids. I guess. I was going to say I was going to say earlier, uh, Liam. On, to, uh, on the topic, Aidan was saying, you, you know, you go to work every day and you sit in front of your computer, which is what I do, except for the half-hour break that you might take. Um, I find, like, if I don't... So I do that all day for 10 hours, whatever it is, and then I leave my office, which is one of the bedrooms, and go downstairs and sit in front of the TV for the next four hours and watch a series. I can't believe I watch, I've got so much screen time. I've been yelling yeah. at the kids all of my life saying, get off the screen. And now I'm doing it for 14, 15 hours a day. So if you take some of your own medicine, you've got to go do something else. You've got True. to get away from the screen. Um, I might share it. I'm, I'm going to jump in with a dad joke just because I'm going to share mine. Now, my, my dad joke is an absolute, a terrible one for a podcast, but because um, it's got visuals in it. But we'll, ex- <laughs> we'll, explain, we'll explain the joke. So I'm going to choose, uh, who am I going to do this joke on? Pez, I'm going to do the joke on you, if that's okay. Okay, I'm just going to ask to unmute you. Yeah, hi, yeah, hi, no worries. Um, okay, right. so can you, I just need to see my screen so you can see this. Okay, so I've got a picture. I'm just going to tell you, can you see that clearly? All right, cool. Um, so just so for those of you that are listening, <laughs> there's a picture of a duck. It's a beautiful picture of a duck. So Perrin, I'm just going to point to some parts of this duck and I just want you to tell me what parts they are. You need to remember them. An eye. Beak. Very good. A uh, foot. A butt. (laughs) Of course you'd say that. All right, I just want you to remember there's a part of the duck I've not told you to say. Just remember it. Don't say it yet, but I just want you to think of that word. Mm Mm-hmm. So for those of you at home, I'm folding up the, the picture now. So, um, Pez, can you just, the word of, that I said, um, I want you to, that you didn't say on the duck, can you say that mm. out loud like 10 times and get faster as you go? 
Wing, 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 wing. Hello. So for those of you listening, I. That was a great. I'm I'm using that, man. That's that's in the repertoire. Wow. I've got to tell you, I did that joke to my nephews and nieces in England, and they're on the beach. They're not in lockdown anymore. <clears throat> and I had both. All I can sh- say is shouting it. All I can say is duck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll sign off now. Someone else. Can <laughs> that's a mic. That's a mic drop. <laughs> well, I had another one that's bad. I don't know if it was that bad though. Uh, what did the seal say when it left? Seal you later. <laughs> I'll draw a picture. I, <laughs> I had one. Um, what do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? A Philippe flop. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an oldie but a goodie, I think. What do you call an Irishman with a spade in his head? Doug. What do you call an Irishman that doesn't have a spade in his head? Douglas. Douglas. Oldie but a goodie. <laughs> All right, I might, um, I might just ask um, Pez if you could just introduce yourself because oh. you're, uh, yeah, you're a new dad, so just I share am. away, Pez. Um, first child... Uh, five weeks old little girl her name's Penny she was crying um, a, a lot but hence why I was a little bit late to the uh, the uh, video here she, there's a lot of good farts happening after a feed um, yeah that's me I'm work still out of lockdown I still go to work I work in construction so our job still goes um, I suppose compared to people working at home, I get the ability to go to work and in the fresh air and talk with other people and a lot of computer time still, but a lot of not computer time and, you know, looking at concrete and cranes and all those fun construction things that you do that even us as big kids still stand and stare at. Um, uh, yeah, so that's me. Um, so lockdown, I suppose, I don't know, it's, it sort of hasn't really affected us per se because I suppose Penny's not old enough yet to sort of have the needs of, say, a toddler or something like that where the constant, uh, I don't know, engagement, I suppose, and it's sort of more on my partner than me. But I uh, definitely resonated with... I think it were maybe Jared, you said that um, coming home and then you're dealing with like problems and all that stuff and just make taking the time to sort of make sure you're in the moment when you're there. And I definitely felt that it's helped me. Um, I am a notorious workaholic. Liam's known me for many years. I was in hospitality for a long time and then I've, I've been a long time now in construction as well. So they're both high-stress environments that require long hours. So 
now having something to come home to that's not, I don't know, a chat about how your day was and a cold beer and let's, you know, what's going on on the weekend. It sort of put me more in the moment. I suppose I always lived for the weekends a bit and not in so much even the party mindset, just lived for the fact that a lot of the time I work six days. So having that one day off as a break, I, um, I don't know, I sort of chewed up my week thinking about the one day um, that I had off and then it was there and gone, where now I get home and I tune out automatically. Like I just don't even care about work. Like I could be getting phone calls and it's quite easy for me to now let them go or send a message saying, sorry, family time or I'll talk to you in the morning where previously I probably would have taken them and ruined my night if a conversation didn't go my way one way or you know. So I think that's a great thing. And then um, I suppose seeing the changes as well because for the first three weeks I was home with the little one and now I've been back at work for two weeks. Every day she seems to be doing something new, you know, it's neck muscles more or, you know, smile after a burp or fart or they're just things that are changes that you do get to see and I sort of that, I don't know, just... You hear stories of everyone you talk about that they say, you know, it will change and you will appreciate those things, but I suppose you don't know until you see it. And then uh, it's like one of those things. So, yeah, um, lockdown for me is, I suppose, a little bit different to dads with, that have slightly older children. But um, for my mental health, I suppose you put it, it's made a big difference. Um, probably having the ability to sort of de-stress quickly and sort of just enjoy the time with Benny. And then probably the last thing is, I suppose normally over that period when you do have a newborn, because I've done it as well, when, when friends have young kids, um, or very young kids, that they, um, oh, can we come and see you? Can, when can we see you? What can we do? Can we bring something over? Can, can we help? Which I've, you know, the thought is lovely and of course you want people around, but just us being to have us time has been really amazing because normally, you know, you get your paternity leave and it's two or three weeks, but you're still like, especially what do I do with this thing? They just gave it to me from the hospital and now I've got to look after it. You know, I don't <laughs> even, I can barely look after myself. Um, so now that having that sort of like, we've got a bit more of a rhythm and we should know what, you know, when, what we can do around sort of her and with her and, you know, I still love cooking, so I cook in the kitchen and I'll have her with me there. And we sort of, you know, forming that relationship, um, which is really amazing and not having sort of, I don't want to call them distractions because you want to have people in your life and around your kids and family and stuff, but just having a bit more one-on-one -on -one time with myself and Penny and my partner. Yeah. That's about it. Mm -hmm. The other thing I was going to mention was um, <clears throat> I think something that I kind of realized um, during lockdowns is that um, sometimes like uh, it was a realization to realize that, like your kids just want to spend time with you. Like there was a few times where I had to go run errands and I think I had to go get some ear medicine for the dog or something. And my kid was so excited to go get ear medicine with the, at the dog for me uh, or like, you know, just do a mundane task. And I was like, Oh, but like, they just he just wants to spend spend time with me. He doesn't care what it is. Um, 
he, he just wants to, to tag along for the ride and, and sit next to me and hold my hand while I walk down the street. He doesn't actually care if it's anything of substance or anything exciting whatsoever, um, which has kind of been another thing that I learned pretty quickly as well. So now, even if I'm doing something little like going down to the bakery, well, we went to the market the other day, which was kind of fun, you know, like I took him down there and we went and looked at all the things at the market and we went and looked at different fruit and vegetables and different seafood and they've got, you know, lobsters in tanks and, and other bits and pieces. And we just went through and I just kind of pointed things out to him. And it was this little learning experience day where we went out and he learned what like different Asian vegetables were that he wouldn't know what they were. And he'd kind of like walk around and be like, what's that? That kind of looks like a Pokemon. And be like, oh, it's a kohlrabi and, you know, blah, 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 little bits and things like that. It was this whole like little like learning day. And, he, you know, he could have stayed at home and played Nintendo, but he decided that it would be more fun to come out and learn about kohlrabis at the market. Um, but this, I, I would have never thought that but in, until I actually realised that. And that's been fun as well. So, um, Jared, you wouldn't mind taking a few of the local supermarket um, kids down uh, to the market with you because I can't believe the amount of times someone said to me, what's this? And it's, yeah. a, it's a beetroot. Yeah. And yeah, I've literally said, I've been like, that, that's a beetroot? Are you like, are you taking a piss? <laughs> it's like, that's not a tin, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was I'm once so glad you're educating by... your kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was once real. asked by a girl, I think she must have been nearly 18, whether it was celery was broccoli. So I think, you know, there's some people out there. Oh, man, that was me when I was growing up. I started dating my uh, my wife when I was about 18 and we grew up in a very, like, like not a great food family. And um, my wife, she's Italian. She's like, oh, well, I'll make spaghetti for dinner. And then I passed her a tin of SPC spaghetti in a tin. She's like, what the... F- <laughs> what the fuck is that? I was like, you said you want to have spaghetti for dinner. She's like, is there, is there spaghetti in that tin? I was like, what are you talking about? Where else do you get spaghetti from? And she was absolutely disgusted. But that was my, like, we never had like pasta or anything like in the house growing up. Like that was just my personal house. And then I've, I've become a chef after that, which is kind of weird. But, um, but yeah, I, I get that there's some people that just have no idea what fruit and vegetables are. Like it's not actually that uncommon apparently. You got me thinking a little bit there, Jared. I suppose having been forced to work from home more, there's more opportunities for me to do things just with my girls, which is just them and I, which is different to working Monday to Friday. And really, the only time you get to do something, it's always as a whole family, which yeah. which is nice. But there's just increased opportunities where, you know, my oldest and I went for a walk this afternoon, which probably wouldn't have happened had I been at work. Yeah. We would just talk about stuff that, um, you know, I didn't think, you know, she, you know, as someone said earlier, you get to see a little bit of their personality come through and their sense of humor. And it was nice just to have that one-on-one time where it was just her and I. Mm. And I've done that a couple of times with my youngest. I was like, oh, let's go for a walk. And it's just us two, um, which has been really nice as well, which, you know, I guess try and find the silver lining out of everything is, mm. you know, it's, it's probably one good thing out of, out of this current lockdown is that um, those extra opportunities just to have that one-on-one time with them. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm the same because we've got quite a little one and he's he's super high maintenance at the moment because he's just at that age where he's just needs constant attention and he's mm. getting into everything. Um, so there's a couple of days a week that he still goes to daycare and if I'm not working, um, I do get to spend that time with my older son. We go down and kick the footy at the park, just me and him and we just talk, whereas that's just not possible in our normal lives if we were all working or on the weekends when we're all together because a lot more attention needs to go on his little brother so um 
yeah, I, I actually really appreciate that too because that's that's hundred percent not happening in in you know in the quote unquote real world when we're working nine to fives and then doing a Saturday and Sunday just 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 not possible. So yeah, hundred percent. Everyone, we all sound really upbeat about lockdowns. Maybe to happen. <laughs> I haven't heard much negative. Um, oh, yeah. I just was really interested to go back to Danny because in my mind, Danny with the older kids, that seems like the biggest challenge and we're hearing those you know, older kids are doing it tough. And I think about, you know, we hear about, oh, lockdown's so hard. We can't do this. We can't do that. Can't go to the pub. We can't have blinders. I go, yeah, I kind of gave all that up when I became a parent. You know, it's almost like that was the first step to lockdown, becoming a parent. Those things in my life anyway, kind of slipped to the wayside. I didn't live that young, crazy life. But how do your kids, Denny, how are they coping? Because I remember when I was that age, you just wanted to open that world. I think you're really super positive what you're doing and, and the activities. But um, how are they going? Um, they, uh, they're certainly better this time, this year around. Last year, really tough. It was just a really bad year. It's like, you know, you talk about... This time you like when you remember when you were in your last year of school and your first year of uni, um, or whatever you did left left house, you didn't spend twenty four hours a day with your parents. Like you would hardly see them. Mm. So just taking that um, that experience away from it was just heartbreaking. And our, especially the one of them who was doing VC had a really tough year. For some reason this year we've maybe we've got used to it. Um, and we've made a, a real effort to do stuff as a family and for them to do stuff. Um, they're having a great year. They are, in fact, one of them the other day said, well, he's knocking over all his uni, the guy that was at uni. So he's doing extra subjects to get it up and done with. So he's sort of getting, he said, look, I'm going to have a crack at this. I'm going to get this done. When we come out, I'll be done. I can go traveling, which is probably what he would have been doing anyway. So, um, and I think we're a bit lucky in that uh, they're, they're old enough to have, partners so you know you can have intimate partners visit so we've had um a couple of extras visit our house as well perfectly legal i'm not i want to put it out there um but just having other people around is just um um just having other people around to communicate has been fantastic so this year just by doing different things and putting yourself out there and uh met we've had a, we're having a great year really and I suppose that was the other thing about it. I was speaking to my wife before I joined. We sort of look at each other every so often and say, geez, we're actually quite enjoying it. We actually quite enjoy lockdown, parts of it. You know, we're reconnecting out with our kids. And it feels like we're almost feeling guilty about it. And I don't think we should. I think we should make the most of it, appreciate that it's hard, and other people might be doing harder. But, geez, I'll tell you, if you can make the most of it and get as much out of it as you can... Like Jared and Andrew, who who come home and all of a sudden get time with their kids, you mentioned that you probably wouldn't have had previously. Well, make the most of it, I reckon. You know, that's my tip. While while we're in this situation, they can't get. They've got to play with you. They can't play with anybody else. So make the most of it, and that's what we're we're doing. So, in three months' time, let's say first um, of January, we've opened up. Kids will disappear. We won't see them again. So we're going to try and make the most of it while we can. So. You know, doing these stupid things is the whole idea. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Say with that I'm okay, going. Yeah, I was going to say it is nice to see. Like we take the pram for a walk in the afternoon and stuff. It's nice to see um, 
families any age like yeah, i have seen like quite a few you know they're probably late teens um you know families like mum dad everyone kicking the footy down together or in the cricket nets or riding a bike together and stuff because um i don't know that especially like when i was sort of leading out of high school like still lived at home but i wanted nothing to do with my parents it wasn't until i was sort of mid to late te- uh, 20s that i was sort of like hang on i actually have can have a relationship with my mum or my dad and we're actually mates so we you know we can talk about stuff but that age you just feel like why would I? No, mate, my friends are all I want or the internet or music or whatever, but it's all just individual. You know, I want to do it by myself or, and then having them to see them out and about and doing things together. It might not mean anything to the kids now, but I think later on everlasting, because I know, you know, my old man wasn't a very sporty type you know sort of thing so to get him out to kick a footy or roll the arm over for me was near on impossible but geez I would have loved it at the time because and then maybe if we did have that forced you know time together it, it might have happened but it is nice to see that there's that sort of connection amongst families with older teens and things because I think that is as much as doing your schoolwork and who you hang out with and stuff are fundamental I still think it's like having that you know, friendship with your parents, not necessarily them just being your parents. Yeah. yeah. And maybe now's the time you can you can form your, you know, lay those foundations for your kids, um, so you have a better relationship going forward. So. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. I, I I'm in the same boat. I every now and again I catch myself when my son asks me to do something and I don't really want to do it. If he's like, oh, do you want to come and do this with me? And I've just got home and I'm tired or you know, something's happened at work and it's been, you know, an emotionally draining day. I just want to sit home and sit down and have a cup of tea or a beer. Like sometimes I could just got to, in the back of my mind, go, you know, in a few more years time, once this is all over, he's going to go and he's going to go and do what I did when I was 15 or 13 or 14 and just go out with my mates at every waking moment and only be home to sleep and eat and then go back out again. And that's, so I've got, I've got it. If I don't take the advantage of this time now when I've got more of it, I'm not going to get it back again because, you know, they're, they're all going to leave the nest eventually and not even leave the nest. They're going to go and want to spend more time with their mates or just do all the things that kids want to do when they want to grow up. So I think that's a, a, a super relevant point, Denny. Like, you know, cherish it while you got it, I guess. What's that song, The Cats in the Cradle? You know, yeah, uh, hard <laughs> out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you keep pushing it back and... Yeah, I agree. Only what I was thinking. Cat Stevens, Robbie yeah. Yep. True. No truer words have been uh, been sung, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I have to remind myself constantly. And sometimes I fail. Sometimes I am just too buggered. And I'm just like, mate, I, I would love to go and play, um, you know, whatever ridiculous game that you're, you're pitching. But maybe instead of that, we could just draw a picture of a duck. That sounds fun, too. <laughs> I wing. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to add in too, and and I think I probably, yeah, I think I'll be probably become a better husband as well through this whole period, and and probably um, uh, recognizing or you know, reading, understanding my wife a little bit better, and and probably, um, yeah, I suppose with work, you know, your typical nine to five job, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out Monday to Friday, and sometimes on a Saturday, as you said, you're not really present, and you sort of take a lot of things for granted. I think it's helped probably sense to be a little bit more with, with my wife and actually being a little bit more aware of, you know, when she's feeling things are getting on top of her and 
um, you know, jumping in there because I'm, you know, my office is right next door. So I think that's probably helped as well. And, um, yeah, I suppose it's an important part of the, the conversation, you know, I suppose, acknowledging our wives and partners and, and all the rest of it and all this because, you know, they, you know, the stereotype is that it's, it's generally speaking that the, the man who still goes to work nine to five and gets that perhaps that little bit of escape and our know, wives and partners do a pretty good job to, to hold the house. Um, you know, when we're out doing what we're doing. So, but um, yeah, I think I've definitely become a better husband, a bit more present and attentive and recognised just the little subtle subtleties that that, that, that go on. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to say that I'm trying to do a, a more, but I definitely acknowledge now that I'm um, only working a couple of days as opposed to, um, like Pez said before, you know, once you're in the hospitality game, sometimes you get stuck in it more, more often than not. Um, and I do definitely appreciate that. Um, my wife is a full-time worker as well, but she definitely uh, pulls the weight of the of the household more so um, than myself the majority of the time, just because I am at work at later hours. Um, but I, you know, I definitely uh, I agree with you. I, 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 when you're in there and you see everything that goes to trying to wrangle, you know, a one and a half year old and everything else, you're like, fuck, you have definitely got my number on this one. So um, I, I definitely tip that there too. Yeah, there's so much um, unseen. I mean, that's the thing is that we've been forced to see these things because mm. we're at home all the time. There's, there's so many unseen things. I think probably, Jared, what you just said about getting out of the house. Mm. I mean, that is, if, you ever, if anyone watches Michael McIntyre, he does a cracking um, skit on uh, parents leaving the house and um, people without kids leaving the house and the difference. Yeah. Um, and that, like that's emotionally draining. Like that is, I think that's the thing I see and live. You know, that is full on. Sometimes the kids don't want to go out. You know, and you know that getting them out once they're out and they're done, it's the best thing for them. But um, just seeing that struggle is, you know, it just makes me appreciate what my wife does as well. She does heaps. And mm. um. Boys, it has been such a beautiful um, conversation and I'm so appreciative of you all giving up your time to, to talk your dad lives in, in lockdown. And I, I think what, what Russ said, yeah, it is, it's been a pretty um, down time for most people, but I think we've really lifted it up tonight just with the positives that have come out of this. And I think that's like really to be celebrated. I think it's, it's really great. And um, especially for us as dads, like having we've got such an important role to play in our kids' lives. Um, so I'm so thankful for you all coming on. Um, does anyone want to add anything else before we sign off? Uh, I'd just say um, good on you to, to you, Liam, like just doing stuff like this. It's good to be able to like shoot the shit with it. Like I don't, I don't know any of you guys, Pez, we played soccer together a few times before, but outside of that, <laughs> um, I, I know Liam and it's, it's good to shoot the shit with some new people. And um, I passed over to you last time. I had a mate who had a baby. And I, and I sent him the link to this and um, because we were in lockdown um, and he didn't have the chance to talk to anybody else, he listened to all of these podcasts just before he had his kid and he sent me a big message like it was real good to be able to hear other people's perspectives just because he didn't have any mates that had kids and he's like, oh man, like I, I didn't realise a lot of this stuff was was uh, was going about and there's, there's some good advice there just from some pretty average dudes. So like good on you, man. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for getting us together. Thanks, Lane. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and massive um, happy Father's Day to all you boys as well. Yeah, happy oh, yeah. Father's Day, lads.
Yeah, happy Father's Day, Dad. Like, thanks again, Liam. Bloody awesome job getting this together. Thanks, and, um, cracking a chat with a few dads. No yes. worries. And enjoy our day Sunday. Enjoy it. Yeah, you too. See you. Thanks so much for listening to Dadding It Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please pass it on to another dad who you feel would get something from listening to other people's stories. And if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, could you just leave a review? It would be much appreciated. Tune in next week to hear from another dad and their story. Cheers.